This is Kurt Ryle of the Grip Weeds, and you're listening to Jim and Mike Talk Music. Every single second that you just let go. Makes me want you that much more Hey. <laughs> Do you want to be sideways? Why are you not sideways? Yeah. You're sideways. No, you're what sideways. What are you talking about? I can't turn my computer monitor sideways. All right, wait a second. Let's see if this works. Portrait landscape? I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure why. I mean, uh, um, well, you guys could... are in land. Oh, oh there good. you got it. There we go. Yeah. How you doing? Oh, okay. testing one, two, testing one, two, test, test. One, two, three, one, two, three. Am I good? Yeah, that's all yeah, good. Yeah, let's try this. Okay, thing. okay. Oh, this isn't live, right? So, no, no it's not no, live. No, <laughs> so uh, Jim edits all this. All right. So, uh, yeah, it's good to see you again. Uh, I was, I was checking it out. It was a year and a half. Uh, yeah, we I think, last since... talked to you. Yeah, yep, back in yeah, I kind of September 2020. <laughs> I think I wrote that down somewhere. Yeah. You have a new album coming out, not a Gripweeds album, but uh, Gem Records celebrates Pete Townsend, comes out August 5th, and this is the third tribute album. Oh, nice. There it is. For our listeners, he is showing, showing the vinyl Mm -hmm. for the Gem Records uh, celebrate Pete Townsend. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's got a red, white, and blue target with a drawing of Pete in front of it there. Yeah, very good. So that's the third tribute album. Uh, we had John Lennon, 2020, and Brian Wilson, uh, 2021. So, Kurt, is this all true, what Jim's saying? I think it's true. It is. <laughs> yeah, so far. So tell us a little bit about the album. Uh, the new album? Uh, yeah. Well, it was a it was last to make it. You know, we, with each of these albums, it's like you sort of get into the artists again and rediscover. I mean, not that I ever right. n- listened to or Brian Wilson or The Who, but, you know, kind of really get in and focus on the songs in a, in a more, just a different way to kind of, uh, you know, sort of, in our case, the Gripweeds case, kind of reimagine the, mm-hmm. uh, those versions, our own things out of it. I also do a lot in the production uh, with the whole album. So I'm, I'm involved with the mastering, a lot of okay. the mixing of different band stuff, and, and plus I guest on a bunch of the tracks too. So. So you have I'm two free. songs on here. Yeah. I'm, now, I know I'm free, and these are Who songs. Because yeah. yeah. I, when I well, heard that this was coming out, I thought it would be Pete Townsend's solo. But I don't know the other song. I've, we listened to it today. I've never heard it before. A quick one. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, there, you there's something in parentheses mm-hmm. after it. So. <laughs> a quick one, something. Yeah, like, while he's away. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was their first rock opera really so uh you know each of these albums the grip weeds are kind of the overachievers of the label because we do the kind of a production number on each of these records and mm-hmm. we, we did um 
for the Brian Wilson one, we did we did uh, Heroes and Villains, and we combined that with uh, a bunch of um, snippets from Smile. So we did okay. this kind of uh, comp of our own sort of blend of uh, Smile things and um, Heroes and Villains. And uh, and then on the first one, Lennon, we did Strawberry Fields is kind of a longer song mm-hmm. that has a lot of part things. Let me take you down. A quick one, you know, he never heard Strawberry Fields. <laughs> no, just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I didn't know what he was doing. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, like a quick one, uh, we just felt that we felt two things. Um, the, the Who version of it, the Who recording of it is pretty primitive because it was like their second album. They okay. don't get mm-hmm. the idea they knew what they, they didn't have their studio game together, which they got together by the end of, you know, by, by Tommy, they were, they were sort of mm-hmm. on their way. Second album, you know, there, it's pretty primitive. Color was done quickly, so we thought there was an opportunity for us to sort of add a little more production track and do something different than what what we've ever heard. Mm-hmm. So that's what we've always tried to do with these songs: is try to find find another place to go. So you made that song better, a quick one, production wise, and <laughs> <laughs> than the Who. Well, I. I think that's what he's yeah, saying. It's kind yeah. of basic and stripped down. And so, yeah, what would they have added to it if they had been, uh, you know, in the studio and experienced there? Yeah. Well, I imagine who were probably pressed for time. They probably had four tracks. And here's a nine, 10 minute song. I think it was 11 oh, yeah. minutes on now. Oh, wow. So, like, uh, you know, they're probably looking at their watches going, oh, we got to get this wrapped up, guys. We have a gig tonight. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and uh, yeah, and they're hungry. So they're, <laughs> yeah, you can track. It's a little slapdash. It's not like fully, uh, you know, as realized as it probably could have been. Mm-hmm. It's not spray fields for them. It's mm-hmm. it's less. You know? Yeah, and mm-hmm. um, so we thought, well, there's an opportunity for us to actually give this a little more attention. It's in a pandemic. You know, it's during the pandemic that we recorded it. So we had a little bit of time, you know, we could kind of like polish it just a, a bit more than they could. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah. So is your version 11 minutes long? No, I think it might be eight or nine. I think yeah. it's nine yeah. minutes. So it's we not. Actually, it, we so it's not. Say it, Jim. Say it. It's not a quick it's one. It's not yeah. a quick one. That is really funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a quick one. Okay. <laughs> got it. Got it. Um, the Who did a famous live version of it on uh, the Rock and Roll Circus, mm-hmm. and they did a slightly condensed version where they just cut out some repeats and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And, and all of the important things of the song were there. So we kind of went off of that live version for the form of the song. Mm-hmm. And then we kind of said, 
we want to take this one section sort of differently and make it do something else. Mm-hmm. And uh, it would go up, we would go down. With who went down, we'd <laughs> mm-hmm. go up. You know, something <laughs> wow. like that. Yeah. You know, and, and awesome. the thing of the who is that there's such a an influence on, well, probably on the entire label, but also on the grip weeds. Uh, it's, it's sort of the, the basic. The Beatles are in there too, but the who mm-hmm. are like really at the bedrock of how we approach music kind of you know okay right and for our listeners who don't know the grip reads very well i mean some of our listeners do but uh yeah just listening to uh one of your albums this morning it just kicks in strong <laughs> you know boom 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 <laughs> uh forget which song well, that no, was but I, it, it was great it was aggressive you know it's as the who was yeah well i you know it's it's really like the who we got our start in clubs we didn't we're not a we're a studio band but we started as a live band. Mm-hmm. And when you're playing live, as Pete Townsend would say, you know, you got to make a big noise and mm-hmm. you kind of yeah. got to this, this is all there is. And bam, you know, or else <laughs> they're going to tune mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Really that simple. Yeah. In the early days, it was that simple uh, to kind of get their attention and hold on to it. And I think with a record, it's even more important. And especially now, when we first started, uh, it was CDs were coming in and uh, there was no real computer going on. So the yeah. hitting the net was a little bit harder to do than it is mm-hmm. now. Uh, but now, you know, we don't want people to hit next. We want them to go, what am I going to do next? You know, it's an attention thing of how you hold uh, a listener's attention. Don't be boring. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. And did I hear you right that you said uh, for these uh, tribute albums, the last three, uh, you had a big part. You were uh, co-producing or something like that. What what did you say then? You you have a big part in the well, production Marty, of it. Yeah, Marty Scott is uh, is technically I would call him the executive producer or the producer, and he gets me with House of Audio to really pull this together. I do a lot of the the other acts, some of the other acts on the label, I've recorded many of their records. So like the Anderson Council, for mm-hmm. instance, I did most of their work with them right here at the House of Vibes. Where I'm sitting. So it was only natural to kind of, well, we'll we're going to record these songs here too, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and so that, then that happened with the Midnight Callers because uh, they're new to Gem Records, but I brought them to Gem and uh, they're, work an album here and we just did uh uh let my love open the door uh just because mm-hmm. it was basic tracks for their album so recorded that at the i know that time. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> that's a solo song yeah let's talk about tell us a little bit about house of vibes i know it's your own studio are there are there any new bands like do you go out and discover new new bands do bands come to you to record there anything new exciting that you've discovered recently in the last year tell us about something in the last year yeah i mean i'm getting we're getting calls a lot uh for best either record the full album here or to mix the album so i've been doing a lot of mixed projects over the last Mm -hmm. year uh but then done a lot of productions here it's been pretty full tilt okay pretty much all years uh pandemic sort of lessened a little bit Mm -hmm. uh it's been full on here I'm working on, uh, well, I, I finished up a group called Oberon Rose, which some <laughs> pop people might know. They've had a few 
and I've, I've actually mixed all their records. Uh, I just finished up the Airport 77s for Gem Records. Their, <laughs> Airport their first 77. album. That was a movie, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a childhood movie. Yeah, no. Come here, kiddies, check out Airport, and the last Airport movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why hasn't there been any more Airport movies? That's the question. Well, there's probably enough death on land. I mean, really, do you think? Oh, never mind. <laughs> I, I've, I've lost my uh, desire to watch these disaster movies because I just feel like, well, I, it could happen. Could happen to anybody, yeah. and rather right. play it's it's just like a crash. You know, maybe you don't want to see it, but you can't you can't not look. Yeah. You know, I guess. But uh, I'd rather not put that in my brain now. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a reason. So well, I'm going to be flying next week, so I don't want to watch any of yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. I'm so, going to sweet Sweden next week. Yeah, you're going to Sweden. Yeah, for three weeks. Going to check out the music you, scene. I'm hoping to. We're going. Well. We're going to see Tom Jones, who I've seen in the U.S. Tom Jones? Yeah. He's playing at an amusement park there. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah, there's bands these days that are coming up. If you check Little Steven's channel, there's mm -hmm. a lot of bands coming out of Sweden. Oh, there's a band called Dunyan I really like. Okay. They're, uh, they're kind of a band, but they're out of Sweden. They, they sing in Swedish, and they're really cool. There's one I like. It's a blues band called Blues Pills, and they're from ah. Stockholm, but they aren't playing when we're there. Yeah, you know, I was hoping that they uh, play a little little club or something. We were going to go. You might see... be able to find. It's, and it's not. Uh, it's not winter there, is it, or anything? No, like it's not going to be dark. No, it's north, so it'd be yeah, it'd be even lighter right now. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's like oh, that's... it's probably probably sixties, seven like during the day. That's great nice temp temperature. Yeah. Well, hey, we got off with Airport 77, how funny <laughs> that band name was. So uh, Airport 77, back to uh, the band. Yeah, yeah they're, uh, I, I believe it's their debut album. Well, it's their debut on Gem. And uh, I've been mixing that. That was one of the other things I worked on. Uh, I've got the Eastern Council album in work. I'm working on the Midnight Callers. Um, trying in the middle of all this activity, trying to write some songs for the group weeds now. Okay. We got to get an album. Got to, you know, pull together our songs now to, uh, yeah. to do. But it's yeah. all good. It's all musical. In fact, after this interview, I'm going to go sit right back there and play some drums. Cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For our listeners, he's got his drum set, uh, House of Vibes, on the Slingerland bass drum. Uh, House of Vibes is where he's yeah. recording, mixing, and such. So, yeah, yeah, very good. And you're, so you're songwriting as well. Yeah, yeah. We, we've done a whole bunch of, of tribute records for Jam, and we also we got this one here too. We did Dig. I was that just going to mention. Year. That's what I was going to mention next. Segway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's go into that. <laughs> Which is all all cover songs. Now, there's some bands I listen to a lot of music, but I don't know everything, of course. But uh, there's some bands on here I never heard of. Uh, there's a song called Lie, Bag, Borrow, and Still, which I love. But Mouse and the Traps. I don't know why I've never heard of them. Yeah. Well, I wonder why. <laughs> sure, pretty obscure stuff, from? you know. Uh, I think Fort Worth, Texas, okay. back in the sixties. Oh, okay. Yeah, but do I don't blame you. Do you find? Do you find? I imagine you find some of these bands from maybe your vinyl collection, or like how do you, how did you well find them? Yeah, I mean, when the group we started out um, long ago in the last century. <laughs> uh, 
this was the music that started us off. We were way into this sort of garagey sixties kind of music uh, scene, mm-hmm. and um, it was sort of uh, at the time there were a lot of bands that were doing covers that were sort of some well-known kind of stuff, and there was a groundswell of uh, bands that wanted to get away from that and kind of pretend it was 1966. We were kind of groups when we started. So we, we were doing a lot of songs that were obscure and mixing in our originals as well. So a lot of these songs were ones that we would, had started out with when we originally started the band. The very first song on there, Things to Come, was the very first song we recorded as a group. Mm-hmm. Uh, not this version, this is a brand. Uh, so a lot of these songs have a lot of significance to us, not just when we started, but actually throughout. Uh, you know, there's a song like Child of the Moon that we used to do. That's a Stones. It's a B-side of um, Jumpin' Jack Flash. Okay. And we used to do in our acoustic sets. We'd play Unplugged. It was kind of the big <laughs> yeah. thing in the mid-90s. Right, right. And uh, so we, yeah, we chose that song. And, uh, and we, did, we didn't play it for years. But when this album came up, we thought that would be a great thing for us to do acoustically. Because mm-hmm. it hasn't really heard that way. Do that. Um, Another so. song is li- is Lies by the Knickerbockers. Yeah. And I found this comment by John Lennon on the band, which I thought was funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, here it goes. He what says, he I don't remember recording that. Because it sounds like... <laughs> But I don't was know he, where that well, came know, from. But, but was he serious or not? I mean, was he was he serious or was he joking? Yeah, he I was don't probably remember, joking. I don't remember recording that. And if you heard the song, you know that it's very Beatle-ish. And, oh, yeah. And the thing from what, I mean, I wasn't there, but at the, when the song came out, they said that they kind of fooled the radio that, that okay. thought it was a Beatles song. Because mm-hmm. it was 1964. And they thought, oh, that must be the new song. sure you've gotten punked before yeah a band like i remember the others one time put out a song and i thought for sure it was the new paul mccartney and wings single but it wasn't it was the hudson brother (laughs) you know (laughs) so i mean but we did that song uh back for the hurricane sandy for a benefit time for hurricane sandy which hit new jersey hard and um the reason we chose that song is because uh the knickerbockers were from New Jersey, and uh, they they actually uh, were from our our hometown where we originally where my brother and I were born in uh, Doom, Jersey. Uh, there was a street called Knickerbocker Avenue, which is where they okay. got their name. Very wow. cool. So we were street from them when we were young mm-hmm. we, when we were growing up. So uh, one song that f- always fooled me was "Come and Get It," which I thought was yeah. the Beatles, but Paul McCartney wrote that song. And recorded yeah. it, but Badfinger oh. yeah, did yeah. that. I just thought it was the Beatles yeah. when I was younger. Badfinger fooled me as well years ago. Yeah. Well, I think according to Badfinger and Paul, I mean, Paul wrote that song and said, look, guys, it's a hit. 
do it just yeah. this way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Change it. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir, Paul. Yes. Not sir yeah. yet, but yes, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> he made him do a note-for-note -note version of that, of his demo. And well, he was right. You know, I mean, if, if you're a band and, and uh, one of the Beatles comes to you and says, here's a song for you. I want to produce you, but you have to do it this way. I think I would say, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna you? do it yeah. his way because yeah. you can do the others whatever you want. You can fail however you want after that. Yeah. And if he tells you it's gonna be a hit, mm -hmm. don't you want to hit? <laughs> don't you want to? kind of more listeners, more know. well known. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Yeah, you all know some. Yeah, yeah. yeah. hit making. <laughs> so you mentioned new music. Is this is this this is probably in the beginning stages or a new album? Yeah. Well, we haven't recorded anything yet, but but okay. we're gathering some, and mm -hmm. um, that process takes a while, uh, you know, just to find the best ones and kind of you know collect all that material, and then my brother and I will probably write some things together. We're thinking about that, and mm -hmm. also Kristen and Kristen, our guitar player, mm -hmm. we usually write together for the album. So, um, but we're looking we're to do a, an originals album. Uh, the Dig album was supposed to be an Originals album, okay. and and we actually did start recording a couple songs, and we we bailed because we didn't want to like have to do them in isolation. So we chose okay. to do the Dig song, which we all kind of knew and had mm -hmm. played, and mm -hmm. it was a little bit safe for us to do that. In some cases, like with my brother, we had to work remotely for a while. Oh wow! And uh, couldn't do it like normally when we start a recording. We do a basic track as a group, three or four of us playing at once live, you mm -hmm. know, and then we build the track there. And that was off the table. This was like March of 2020 when we started the album and that was off the table. So it was just Kristen and I. Mm -hmm. And we thought, well, we, we did. And then we thought, ah, you know, I, I didn't feel comfortable to do it that way. So we decided to do Dig. And um, but now at this point, we've done so many cover songs we're kind of like we got to get back to our our own identity again you know right is there a theme uh you know what uh, you're feeling is there any theme that's developing for the album or uh really not there good songs to the <laughs> point the thing from dig from this album um was the the uh the simplicity and directness of a lot of these songs they're really that difficult even though we probably made them difficult when we recorded them, uh, but there's a there's a there's sort of a focus and a uh, they're very direct and simple and they're hard songs to write. Those kind of rock pop rock songs that are hard hitting and and kind of hit all the buttons in two and a half minutes. You know, yeah. it's <laughs> it's a do actually it's harder to do than you would think. Right. I'm you just know. thinking, I'm looking yeah. at the, the title Lies. Um, so I got Lies, Lies in my head right now. You know, I could never do that right. with, with, you know, let's do a chorus, Lies, Lies. <laughs> like, how do, you, how do you make that up? That's an example. It's just so, uh, you know, sparse, uh, but it's good. Yeah, but it's great. It works. Mm -hmm. and, and it's that thing of like, I, I always thought that, you know, writing a song, if I could say, if I could sort of make a complete piece, in under three minutes, that's kind of an accomplishment to, to have something hit all the buttons in a really short amount of time. Mm -hmm. um, and if that to me is, is, a, is a, always a goal, mm -hmm. not to overstay, 
you know, not to be too self-indulgent, take all the fat away. And then you got something that's really compelling and that you just got to hear again, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'd say that's probably, I've actually, we've discussed this, my brother and I, especially uh, Rick, that that's what we want to do is write some songs that are in the line of the Dig album in terms of tight, simple rock, pop. Mm -hmm. We've always, the heart of the band, we've always been, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's stripping that. (laughs) Play this back when you get the new album, and we'll see how close we got. Okay, <laughs> we'll probably be like, we'll probably wind up with this jam type thing. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, the fourteen-minute song and oh, the ten-minute song, oh, the yeah. whole album maybe we'll, we'll one song. Fun. You should just do one thirty-minute song. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it's That's been the done, album. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I don't. No, well, I, there's so thought of that. I've got several ideas for that. that you know that that song cycle thing. Like, with um one goes into one another like we, yeah and like side two of abbey road comes to mind you know things like that mm-hmm. that are a little bit more progressive but yeah. they're little song bits that make up a whole mm-hmm. we actually did it once sort of on the strange change machine album there's side two of that wreck is a cycle of songs that all okay. link together yeah it was written and and recorded kind of recorded that way yeah i wouldn't mind you know there you go. Side one will mm-hmm. be tight song. Side two is going to be a nice opus. Nice. <laughs> I have an idea for you. Uh oh. Yeah. I have an idea. Have, That's like so general, Jim. Yeah. Here's an idea. Have, have you ever? Good. Have you ever done any mamas and papas songs? Mm-hmm. The mamas and papas. You know but, why? Uh, you know, playing around. Okay. And stuff. Why? You know what? Because when I listen to Kristen' voice, it, I'm thinking of Michelle Phillips some of the songs i just love her voice she had Mm -hmm. interesting because she we haven't um like played up her voice that much in the band Mm -hmm. coming more into it just because she's good and nice to have another voice i mean in a band you know it's great to be able to say okay you support and it it makes the album play better Mm -hmm. like as a listening experience and uh it gets more you get more variation and uh you know I, I we all really like it. So mm-hmm. there, there is at least a song with her on it. I don't think we're going to put out an album without her singing a song on it. Yeah. So, um, mm-hmm. but what you do a mama's and the papa's cover. I don't think we're going to. No, <laughs> well, maybe that maybe the next gem maybe... cel- celebrates the mama's and the papa's. No, well, maybe, <laughs> maybe. So it was good talking to you, Kurt. Yeah. Thank you, Kurt. Right. It's great talking to you again. Have a great rest of the day. interview was recorded on zoom and at did you say seven studios in washington new jersey go to the youtube channel for exclusive video content exit music by the band 99 percent today's show was produced and edited by jim thatcher
You can find Jim and Mike Talk Music on Apple Music, Spotify, Podbean, or wherever you listen to podcasts. The songs No Time Like the Right Time, Strawberry Fields Forever, Lies, and Going All the Way, all performed by the Gripweeds. Use with permission from Kurt Ryle.